Hello and welcome to Marta Talk Series. We're connecting with Beatrice Ramos, digital artist, photographer, animator, and founder of Dada Art, alongside Judy Mann. Dada is a social network where artists speak to each other through drawings, with a decentralized digital art marketplace on the blockchain. Enjoy the talk. So yes, thank you for joining me uh, today. I wanted to talk to you and it's been such a long time since we last saw each other. Um, it felt like yesterday, but actually it's been quite a few months now. Um, and yeah, I, I wanted to catch up first of all, and then share your story with the people watching today and also understanding how you guys are living through the pandemic, which is affecting all of us. Um, but in a way, you know, we're sort of trying to connect with artists to, first of all, try and keep the morale, you know, going, um, share good art and also the experiences. Um, so it is interesting to see how the internet is actually bringing us together in ways that, you know, until a few months ago, people were sort of straggling galleries and museums to get online. And now it seems like one of the very few ways, not the only way, to stay connected. So I just wanted to get through how has it been for you and then, you know, you can sort of give us a background about your, your story as an artist and now you got to start the data project. Yeah, sure. So, uh, so the, uh, the, these times are, uh, for, for me, they're interesting in the sense that it's it's extremely tragic that we have mm -hmm. to go to this point but i look at this as an opportunity and i hope that we get out of this uh much better i'm an mm -hmm. optimist so uh, since i've been the last five months i think i or six months i've been working on the paper for the token economy for data and uh being in that mindset uh, getting into the pandemic there's a lot of opportunity for mm. change and, and for change that is good uh, for for everyone so so I, I'm, I'm actually you know I see it as an opportunity I think we were going to pull through this and, and be stronger and better so you know yeah that's I one thing but, yeah I do agree with you and I hope that what is currently happening. I know it's hurting a lot of people um, in different ways, but uh, I do hope that we will come after this as better human beings and as better artists and better people, you know, um, so that we can take care of our planet better and ourselves. Yeah, people and animals and ev yeah, everything. Um, so it's, you know, it's, it's hard because it, it, like I feel, um, I was in Paris for, five five months and then i just came to new york to do a surgery and uh and i spent a month recovering and through that month then the pandemic started so i i, I wasn't supposed to be here i'm just here because i couldn't get out of it of, of new york and thankfully i'm, I'm with judy and, and it's much better than being alone but yeah. uh, one thing that is interesting is to see new york it's like uh, like two different cities. Like you know, there is mm. all this uh, tragedy happening, but if you're in Manhattan, you don't really feel it. 
it's like you you go out yeah. and the, the city is so pleasant and there are birds chirping and it's such a you know pleasant in the other borders it's it's a completely different story so it's hard like you have to we have to be mindful of how privileged we are and and because we have the time and and the privilege to think about uh you know how how to help moving forward i think that's that's the, the main thing is really doing that work uh while we are uh, you know in this in the situation Yeah, absolutely. I I was speaking to another artist that is based in New York a few days back and you know they were telling me it doesn't feel like you're living through what's happening on the news and it's so weird. It's the same here in London, you know, you don't really feel it. Uh but then the minute you start going out, then you see people behaving in different ways and so it it reminds you that something is quite not right. Um But yes, yeah, but we going... also we also get used to everything so fast, you know. Mm. Like that's that's you were so adaptable that things that because I when I when the pandemic because I was recovering for from surgery I didn't really went out for mm-hmm. like three three weeks before before the pandemic um, before the lockdown the stay home orders and so when I finally went out. Uh, I wanted to to document what I was saying. I wanted to take pictures and and, yeah. and and sort of tell that story. And so the things that were completely shocking in the beginning now seem perfectly normal. And uh and it's just only like it's a only few been weeks. two weeks or three weeks. Yeah. So that's a you know, that's an interesting fact. Uh that you can really get used to everything. And being from Venezuela I know that you can go through years. And just get used to little by little of mm-hmm. uh, you know of things that we shouldn't uh, accept. Um, yeah. But it's the same way in the other in the other side. The little things that you can do to make it better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a few pictures uh, that you've shared with me. Are you okay to to put them here on the screen? And yeah, yeah, maybe of course. Yeah, through? I think yes, in case it it, it came out uh, because you know one of the things that I that I noticed was that there were a lot of discarded uh, globes on the street, mm-hmm. and and that was like I, I I couldn't understand why in the the beginning in the first days because nobody was really uh, wearing any masks or. Um, but then I, I, as you know, as I walked through New York, I started taking tons of pictures of. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna show a few pictures. that you sent. And then I started doing these compositions with them, uh, trying to change, maybe the the uh, what whatever they signify. You can just change it, make it about something else like some people have mm-hmm. told me that it reminds them of condoms on the street or is disgusting but if you can make things that that are you know meaningful in the sense that it's a sign of these times mm-hmm. to have uh these globes on the streets on every street but uh, mm-hmm. but at the same time you can make it beautiful you can change it you can mm-hmm. you can take that and and make it into something that is beautiful and i think that's an, a met- metaphor of what we were just uh talking about yeah absolutely i feel that 
in 10 years time or even five years time, I don't know if that will be enough for us to look back at these pictures and see what would make people feel, you know, how it would make people feel. Um, and, and even, you know, further down the line, how we as human probably would have changed the way we interact with each other. We don't know whether these sort of social distancing is going to stay and for how long. So I hope not. I hope not, yes. Um, I hope people have more. <laughs> yeah. But in a way, it's, um, you know, it is traumatic to feel the absence of somebody next to you, you know, sharing in person. So I, yeah, absolutely. I feel that there is beauty in these stories and what you're picturing here is, is literally moments um, of people's stories that have probably not even met each other, but they've left something behind. So it's kind of like recollecting all these little moments that were left behind to protect ourselves from others. Um, so it is quite interesting to see how these meanings of life can come together. Even yeah, for it's like a snapshot also of, of a, a very <clears throat> particular time because this is like what, at least in New York, the way, the way New York was two weeks ago is very different than what is, what is New York now. And it will be very different in two weeks or three weeks. So it's also a snapshot and you can probably start to see some kind of evolution from, from this. And what is interesting to me is to think about and it's very hard, but to think about trying to project way into the future, how, how this could play it out mm -hmm. so that we, that we pay attention to the decisions that we should be making today um, that are going to define the directions we're going to go in six months, in a year. So, and you know, in the next 10 years. And that's a very hard thing to do, but I think to be able to do it, you, can, you can't just look at the news or you, you have to go out and experience it and you have to really go inside and, and, and feel it. Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, I think that that's at the end of the day what, what artists do. Yeah, absolutely. It's, a, it's like building a documentary of stories, I feel. Um, Desmond and Nara sharing a little thought about your um, the 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 triptych here, and she goes, um, "This reminds me either of a chance of contact dead on the streets, and an escape of our hands from the gloves to just have contact again." So yeah, it's that, that's beautiful. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that, Eleonora. Um, but yeah, this oh, is the... Eleonora. <laughs> There's also pictures that you've been taking of empty streets. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of a lot of that. Uh, I always felt uh, I, I always take pictures of empty places that are supposed to be crowded. Like if I go, I don't know. I I remember like you know, I will go out go out at five in the morning in Prague to be able to take shots of the the, the bridge with nobody, right? Like I, mm -hmm. I always did that. But what is interesting now is that uh, is that you're actually feeling the true um, state of the city and so in that case when I, I the, it was raining and I wanted to take pictures of Times Square because then it will 
look more beautiful, the reflections on the, on the floor. And, and there's I literally was, nobody was, around. I don't see anyone. Around. And, and what is interesting is that it's not scary. It's not, mm. there's something beautiful about it. And I think in the case of New York, it's that you really, I mean, the, the amount of birds that are around and the silence, so all you hear is them chirping, chirping. And so it's such a, I don't know, it's such a different thing. It really, it really connects you with nature and, and what, with what we're lacking and missing and, you know, our ways of life, how we have mm -hmm. constructed uh, in a way that, that New York is almost unbearable, this, the, the, the noise and the, you know, the levels of noise. And then all of a sudden there's this pleasant city with, all these like birds, like almost having a party. And I know, right? Like, really, <laughs> yeah, I've seen so many animals here in around London. I, I actually saw a fox fighting with a cat the other day. Um, and yes, the birds during the day and in, in the morning, very early in the morning is so, you know, unusual to, to see different life except from human lives in such big cities where you're surrounded by concrete. Um, so finding these empty spaces and see also, I think we probably notice things that we wouldn't have noticed when places are crowded. You tend to explore with your eyes um, the height of buildings or the surrounding. Um, so I'm just showing some more images that you've taken. Um, Thank you. The street. And so yeah, so that that is I think what what we do, right? Like as artists, we just go out and do art. The whatever way we can. Yeah, absolutely. And um, and if you like to to share with us, you know, what's your journey as an artist and how you started with your creative process and how you sort of uh, entered now into this space of capturing moments of this pandemic. Yeah, so I, I, it's it. I mean, I have to say that it's interesting when you ask me to share. Uh, a sample of my work. It was the most difficult. It took me three days to really even like, oh, I'm sorry, get something <laughs> to you. Because it, it, it's interesting to me that uh, I, I, I feel that my work is so connected to Dada that, uh, mm -hmm. that I don't see it anymore as paintings or photographs or animation or film. It's like I think the body of my work is, is, is data in itself, but that's not something you can just show. And it's not something that, it, that, that I'm the only one doing or creating. And so, and it's hard to-, to I'm just to, showing a data creation. To give a, a, an image of, of that. But um, so uh, I'm a, I went to school for, for art. Uh, I major in illustration and I think I, I, I love to draw, I love to, to paint. Um, and I think what, what I, when I started my career as an editorial illustrator, uh, the thing about illustration is that you're alone. It's you and your work and you in your house and you doing your thing, which is a perfectly beautiful thing. You know, being a hermit, it, it completely fits my personality. But um, what I learned when I moved to New York, I never was, you know, I was never really uh, interested in animation as a career. Mm -hmm. But when I came to New York I, and I started working at, at an animation studios, 
what I what I felt that it was that that I just fall in love immediately was that in animation everything is about collaboration. And so you whatever you're doing, somebody there's a bunch of people that did stuff before you, and then whatever you're doing, other people are gonna take it. It's sort of like you're passing the baton. And so the, the community is extremely uh, collaborative, encouraging, everybody loves everybody's work and, and says so, and there's no competition because we all depend on what everyone is doing. And uh, mm -hmm. the, best, the better the job the person be before me does, the better I can do mine, the better yeah. the other. So I really I like this about data, that there's a, there's a whole conversation ongoing and it's about leaving the doors open to the person coming next and also allowing yourself to to open your brain your soul and share through drawing yeah so. exactly so so what you see in the spirit of Tada is is that exactly and mm -hmm. and uh, i think that is the you you can do beautiful things uh and people may love them or not it doesn't matter i mean it depends on how confident you are may matter more or not but uh but it's it's really the the uh the act of sharing actively sharing with with other people like really collaborating and experimenting together that i think it's 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 so meaningful to me mm -hmm. and so because it completely changes the way you see art, the way you see your work, the way you, the way you think about your own identity as an artist. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so that marked me in early in my career. And I, everything from then on for me was, was always uh, very, very actively making it collaborative. Even when I had the animation studios and uh, and offices and employees and all that set up that now I hate, but back then it was the thing to do. Mm. Uh, even then, it was I always treated everyone as as, uh, as, as collaborators and not employees. And and uh, and so you you try to work with people that you love the work they do, and then just let them do whatever they want. Because mm -hmm. it's they're always going to surprise you in the best way, and so, so yeah. So so in that sense, I always try to experiment, always try to use a new medium, uh, but every but always uh, also trying to bring viscerality, emotion to mm -hmm. it, beauty to it, creepiness to it, like uh, making it. Uh, if it was something like in the case of the gloves, if it's something that people in general will feel is disgusting, how you make that beautiful or, mm -hmm. or, or poetic. And if it's something that is beautiful, how you get the edge out of it, how you make it a little bit off, a little yeah. bit, uh, you know, raw. Uh, so, so that, that I think is a, is a balance in terms of the, the actual tone of my work. Um, and then I don't again a lot of experimentation. That piece that I that I that you promoted uh, did it. You know, it, it has painting, it has animation, stop motion animation, but it also has uh, a lot of post production that you can't even really see. And I did mm -hmm. that in collaboration with who was the creative director of of my animation studio 
in New York, I mean, in, in Caracas. Yeah, so I'm I will showing do it just the, here. all the artsy part in New York, and he will take it and, and, and just make it, you know, edit it, and do the post-production. His name is uh, Jose Antonio Gea. And it, it, it was just such an amazing collaboration. I will just like send him whatever, the, all the raw material, and he will make this thing. Uh, and the same with the music. Tommy Z uh, from Canada did the music. And, and just when, when things fit that well with other people, it's just like, it surprised you uh, what you do in your own work. And it's and it surprised you in, in the sense that you're doing something that you could never have done be, be, without these other people. Yeah. And so that, you know, if you, if you think about all those things, it just leads to that that really... Uh, organically, because mm -hmm. it really is about being playful. It's about being expressive and honest, and don't worry about skills or technique or uh, having any kind of uh, constraints other than your own. And even with your own, trying to break those. Uh, and 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 I think that that's what Dada do uh, successfully. And is that something that, you know, you as an artist or when you were training um, to, to become an animator and an artist, you always wanted to collaborate with others? Because, you know, there's a lot of artists that sort of want to dive in their own journey. Um, but how do you see the collaboration and what you've created with Dada sort of allowing artists to to be more open towards each other, you know, and supporting the community. Because I think something we're, we're seeing these days is that artists now are really supporting other artists. You know, there's even like hashtags that have come around saying artists supporting artists. And I think it's quite beautiful to know that, you know, you may have lost a commission or maybe you were supposed to do an exhibition and you couldn't. But having this sort of background that through data and through a collaborative um, project, you can still support one another. Um, it is really important, you know, not just for the community, but for the art in itself, for the development of the art. So was that something that you always sort of wanted to develop or you felt the need as an artist to stay in contact with others and create art alongside other artists? Well, I think, it, I mean, it, it, it's interesting because I think I'm going to make a, a gross generalization, but I'm pretty sure it's, it's accurate. Um, and we are, as artists, that's what you do. It's natural to be collaborative. It's natural to be, to want to, to play with somebody that you admire the work. It's natural to, uh, to, to, to just like go back and forth and have that dialogue uh, whether it's visual or with music or artistically with somebody else. That is just part of it. What, what, what changed, I mean, it's, it's interesting because it's like people, you know how people always says that uh, being competitive is, is yeah. human nature? Yeah. It's just so, such a bullshit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it yeah. is, because it's like, well, they say this because well, I think it's a cultural thing, you know, it's well, kind of like, 
more competitive than, than collaborative, right? That is the argument. Yeah. Uh, but we're, we're social. We're human beings, it's, like, it's a survival thing. That The one thing that we know is that we are social and it was through cooperation that we have come this far. And so as a, as a species, I mean, that is a fact. What is not a fact is that it, we are, we're, we're all competitive. What makes us competitive is the system because mm-hmm. you have to compete. Otherwise, you lose. And so, so it's not, it's the opposite. It's, to me, it's more like trying to, um, trying to constrain the forces that makes us competitive, even though we are not, trying to open spaces for a more organic, natural uh, way of, of interacting with each other. Uh, that is there. Like we, we didn't change any behavior in data. We, the behavior was there. What we did was to offer tools where that behavior could flourish. Mm-hmm. Um, but, 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 but it's just, uh, you know, it's, I, I, sometimes now that, that we're getting more into the art world, which is not my space, I'm always being a commercial artist. Uh, and then we go, I don't know, to some parties. It's just like, I find it the most, um, it's not very fun to be around artists in that context, it's, <laughs> to say the least. Because it's like, it feels like it's, it's such a lack of generosity, it's like, such a lack of so, so much insecurity, so much. Um, and, and I think it comes not because people are that way, but because they have to, we have to behave in certain ways in certain contexts. It's like and a so, pre-constructed way of being around others, especially in some yeah. sectors, you know? I mean, I have a very close friend who is, uh, I'm not going to say his name, to, I'm not want to put him on, on the, but we're, it's like my brother. It's like we're very, very close and, you know, forever. And he's now a very respected artist in the art world. And, and even, like, I see him behaving in this context and it's like an asshole and thereby he's like the best guy ever and so we've talked about this and what he says is like the more he behaves that way that that way the more respected he is Mm -hmm. and isn't it that tragic right so so i think it is (laughs) it is that we have to be something different from what we are um that's something that really i mean you have to become Strikes me. Persona, yeah. right? Yeah. And it's but not it, a thing you know, that's just in the art world. It's like I had to do that as a, as a, you know, as 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 a creative director of an animation studio, and I will go to Cannes Festival, and I will have to behave in a certain way, mm-hmm. right? But it's hard to maintain your own authenticity, even even though everybody's talking about that these days. Uh, but the only way to really be authentic is to be vulnerable. Is to just to just put yourself out there the way you are. And mm-hmm. uh, it's very hard to do that these days. It is, but in a way, I think there's um, just, you know, there are artists that still manage to be themselves. But I think it's because a lot of those lucky people that can be themselves have already reached fame or are okay with their own status that can allow themselves to to be natural 
Um, but yes, I totally agree with you that there is um, there are constraints within society that we are born and raised to, and we have those models, and we have to somehow fit into these models. Um, but it's not said that these models are the right ones, you know. As we can see now, everything is sort of reshaping because of this virus. So everyone is sort of questioning the way we have behaved so far within society, because certainly what we've been up to until now, it's probably not working or it's probably not the best way of being um, because something went actually wrong. So I think a lot of people are probably reshaping or rethinking through their own personas. Um, I'm not talking about the self, but I'm talking about the, the, what we portray within society. So I wanted to, to ask if you think that data could actually influence people in, in a positive way to be more collaborative and to see art as a process that is done as a team rather than as, as a self, as one. So do you think that data would help people sort of learning through the pandemic and become better artists and more open towards uh, collaborations, for example? Or how do you see that going, you know, through this yeah, time? Yeah, since I'm, we're talking about data, I want to bring Judy too. So Judy, you want to say hi? Yes, yeah, I wanted to invite Judy as everyone. well. Hello, Judy. You've been I'm hiding. the one who's been saying hello uh, with all the... Hi. Hey, how are you? Everyone. Yeah, I was, I was gesturing to Bea. Yes, yes. Now, I mean, it's funny, like, now that we, you know, we have the pandemic, um, and Dada is, is such a kind of an organic and natural place for people to to be at home and either see the art or make the art. But uh, I mean, I have to say that even before the pandemic, I, I was telling Bea that we are like cockroaches. You were really not going to die, I don't think, because, you know, we, we operate uh, with very, very leanly. We, we have not become profitable yet, but still we are, we are out there and, and people draw on Dada. And then we have this pandemic where people are stuck at home. And for me, it's absolutely moving to see every day I go into Dada and I see people who are drawing together from their houses. And it never, I mean, this we always said that is so cool. But now that is actually a necessity in a way, and now mm -hmm. that you don't really have a choice. And I see people still making like what you see in the background there, like this, this one conversation started really at the beginning of the pandemic. I think it started like three months ago and people still keep adding and adding and we have artists from like, I don't know, at least 12 different countries. And I just find it so moving that, that I can, now I can see that we are all kind of sharing the same experience. So now I can imagine everybody's like us, like we're wearing our slippers. We dressed up for the occasion, but we're, we're wearing our slippers and people are at home and and it's like going into a window <laughs> of uh, into the window of what we're all doing. Uh, we're sharing a moment worldwide where we're all yeah. stuck and trying not to go crazy. And I feel that I can die 
happily knowing that we provided at least this nice public service during during this time. Yeah, absolutely. There's a question from Eleonora um, asking if when these conversations start, is there a theme that is being set and then people create or does somebody starts with a drawing and then everyone else sort of follow uh, on? It, and, it you depends. Know, some, on people, some people start with a drawing. They don't use a title and they just do this one drawing uh, and so people follow. Some people have themes even if they don't use the title and some people put the titles. Uh, what is fun is that the, both the people who draw and I think the people who respond, it's kind of like this one-off thing where that's where you decide what the theme is going to be, right? In a way, where yeah. it's going to take, it, it's, that's the fun part because you may start in one place and end in a completely different thing. If you see here, it started a very kind of like, um, very abstractly, but then there's a cat and there's some guy and then there's some like, you know, so... So uh, part of the fun is there's some eyes, you know, part of the fun is that artists will bring what, what you know, what they feel like expressing and, and add. But there are certain conversations that are very, very uh, coherent because mm -hmm. when they are kind of narrative or where there seems to be a theme, then people kind of follow on their own uh, uh, a coherent topic no i just want to add that i think what what it does is that it, it makes it focus on the process rather than on the on the actual end product and i mm -hmm. think that is so important for art like it's, it is about the process it's all about that experimental phase and whatever happens or whatever you get out of it it doesn't really matter to me it doesn't matter it so if you if you think about art in that way that the pressure comes down. Because if it's not about making this beautiful thing, if it's just about just making something and eventually you may get there or may not, but you learn something and you did something else, uh, that is the, the fun part of it. And when you do that with other people, it's even more, more it's easier to, to, to fall into that mindset and just like allow yourself to to go and, and, and flow and discover where the, the art is it's going. Where it takes you, yeah, absolutely, yeah, where yeah. It leads you, yeah. Eleonora was asking if we have noticed any difference between like the colors or the styles or the topics since the pandemic. And I don't think, you know, we have, the, the beautiful thing about Dada is that there's a great variety of, of expression, uh, there there was one conversation that was about the pandemic. That really great conversation with like different people showing people wearing masks. But mm -hmm. they've been. But I, I would say like if you look at that conversation and if you look at Dada now, the fit, the colors are super bright. Mm. There's a lot of it's a lot of they feel very fresh. There's yeah. not a lot of like hyper realism and and you know like elaborate it's more like really expressive people are getting things out and they're yes. getting things out uh, i think the colors are, are, are bright and some of the drawings are more defined yeah um which also think... means that like somebody up there in the in the chat was saying that it's great but it feels a little bit intimidating sometimes and we really want people not to feel intimidated at all so this is the perfect time to just go in there and experiment because no one is really going to you know it's 
it's more as it's more expressive and more free and and also yeah. how it can be intimidated it's like full of books and stuff and you know that's the whole point it's like it's just like oh, like Ilan Katin was saying that I love you guys but it's so buggy it's such a pain in the ass to use and well, like, from, the iPad, from the iPad from the I think yes maybe it's about learning also how to use the digital medium because um Yes, you know, you will need to adapt and find your own style, your own way and build your color palette to start creating your work. Um, but in a way, you know, I think getting through a journey that allows you to collaborate with so many people in such a free way is such an amazing experience that artists should really consider making that effort to join, you know, something that could take them to the next level, you know. It's just like it, it's just so freeing to mm -hmm. do it, and uh, and then if you if you're a really good artist and you get somebody who let's say is just starting out and does something as an artist, that's a challenge. How you how yeah. you take that into something that that uh, you know that becomes something bigger? How or, or uh, I think one thing that works for that is that you. You don't have, I and mean, you have a lot of constraints in the sense that uh, there's not a lot of option. The tool is what it is. You can get only what you can get, even though you can actually get amazing things. Uh, it, it has a lot of constraints, and that's on purpose. Um, but on the other hand, you can reply to anything that you want. You don't have to reply to a specific thing. You, whatever you saw, if you liked it, you replied to it. So if, if you have a crude enough point. Well, but I mean, in, mm -hmm. in, in, my, my point is that it, it completely uh, changes the, the artist's block because the block comes from, from certain types of constraint. And when you don't have those, when you can just like do whatever and feel free to just like, then it really opens uh, a lot of that uh, creativity flow and I think that it is all about that and so it doesn't matter if you're a, a very high skilled artist or not we should be doing that every day whether you know our, we're super skilled or, or we're starting out we should be on that process every single day and mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's sad that we don't but, mm -hmm. uh, but yeah it's a way of doing that yeah there's a few comments questions coming for um, Darcy sort of sharing that we shouldn't dictate what artists should do and I think in a way um, yes it is true that everyone should be free to try and test whichever form of expressing ourselves we find for example I'm I've never really been drawing um, I did it when I was a child but then I find myself expressing my energy my you know emotions through something that is more um, physical, like doing sculptures or playing with wood or just going for theater, a theater, right? You know, or theater uh, or writing. So I think, yes, it is true. Uh, what I meant to say is that if we know that making an effort or learning how to use a tool will give us some form of reward, which should be like connecting us with others or creating something digital that we were not maybe able to do before, maybe we can we can go the extra mile and learn something new. Because I know, you know, people maybe are used to their own tools and maybe they love being in their own studio with what they know. But sometimes it's also, um, you know, having a challenge 
um, it can also trigger some more creativity and allow you to explore oh, yeah, of areas. Getting out of your comfort zone. Yeah. So yeah. that's that's what I meant. But I don't know if you guys have anything to to share on that point. Yeah, yeah, I, co I completely. I mean that 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 is. I think what we're trying to do is is to is to precisely not. It's not about good art or bad art or who is a good artist or what you should do or what you shouldn't do. I actually. I think after I, I graduated from art school, I spent a pretty good year or two taking out of my system all everything that I've learned <laughs> because it really constrains you. And so I just, yeah. I just, I just understood that now I had these abilities and these like tech techniques and skills, but in terms of what you can do with it, I had to completely like forget about it and, mm -hmm. and start like a kid again so that I could actually uh, really have fun with it and I think yeah. that's important we have to we have to be able to just be free and do whatever we want well one thing that I, I think uh, makes that uh, what it is 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 that we have a founder who is an artist and it makes mm -hmm. a huge difference I'm not an artist uh, I'm a writer I'm a verbal person uh, but the fact that Bea is an artist and she comes, she has this point of view that is like, you know, from another planet to people who are not artists. And, but as we were building that, and she kept saying, well, people have to draw. And we were like, they do. You know, I mean, <laughs> because we had a slightly different approach at the very, very, very beginning. And she said, no, artists have to draw, but they also have to draw as a conversation, not on top of each other. And all everything that you hear her say, impacts of course impacts who we are but it, it makes a huge difference to have an artist be the person who actually you know has created the thing because not a marketer not an engineer not like whatever it's, it's somebody who really feels and thinks as an artist so I think that well, is reflected we, in the platform. We, well. we have been as artists, as visual artists, we've been always, as, as I said, how, how you like the tyranny of the words that like we've been under, you know, a tyranny of, of people that is, uh, you know, that are extroverted, people that uh, are very, very eloquent uh, with words. Uh, and, you know, we're not, we may not be like that. I'm an introvert and I'm much more eloquent visually. And so uh, in general, it's like you're, you're in this world that doesn't really fit for you. And so it's, a, it's like, no, I don't want to change the world, but I just want to make, we want to make our own little place where we feel comfortable and it's organic to us. So it's not really me. It's, it's like, we're all like that. Mm -hmm. Who is we? So it's like, it just comes natural. It's it, it, this amazing community that we have and that it's also been overlapping with the crypto uh, art community. It's just, we, all, we are all like that. It's natural. It's not, it's not a, a function of blockchain or, or, or the platform of data. It's, it's a function that it attracts a certain type of people because you can't experience that uh, normally out there. Yeah, there's, a, there's something that Eleonora also asked earlier 
Um, can you please explain one of the very important points of data platform? Everyone has access to the same tools and amount of time. You don't have one year to create your piece and no better tools. So um, I think maybe Lenar was asking if, um, it's not really a question, it's more like a comment. Um, can you please explain one of the very important points of data platform? Everyone has access to the same tools and amount of time. Um, you don't have one year to create your piece and no better tools. So democracy, uh, de democratic expression or expressive democracy. That's what she's saying. Uh Okay, I'm gonna try to reconnect. Um, connection just dropped. It's connecting again. Hey, hey. hi, hey, we're yeah, back yeah. online. Yeah, sorry. Um, can you hear us now? Yes, I can. Yes, sorry. Yeah, the connection went down so for a moment. Yeah. So what I was gonna say is that everybody has access to the same shitty tool, yeah. but. Um, but but uh, but time it's up to the person. Stop that. Okay. Uh, so when when a conversation starts, um, are you timed by um, others no. sort of entering the conversation, or can you no, then no, carry on? It's not real time. So like it's more like, and eventually we would love it to be real time. But right now, what it is, is you make a drawing, it could take you forever. Some people kind of stop it and then start it again. You can save it. So it doesn't have to be, it could take a number of hours, or it could take two seconds. And then you post the drawing. And then somebody at home will see that you posted the drawing. And if, for instance, if it's not the first drawing, but you're responding to someone, those people will see that you that they got like a new drawing in, in in the drawing that they made and then somebody can come and reply to you and again they can take ha as much time as they want there is no timing constraint um and so some people really take a long time and others don't yeah, i just wanna just wanna add like you, it, it, you can save the drawing so it could really uh, potentially spend a year if you want and then post it but uh, but I think what what we try to do different from everything ar around in terms of uh, those constraints and how to make it more democratic is mm -hmm. that I felt I felt that digital the problem with digital art is that you we have too much control we have too many tools we have all the, like it's impossible to make a mistake it's impossible to um, you know, to do something and then regret it. Uh, mm -hmm. And they have to figure out how to get out of it. And so, so the, the way I, I always felt is that when you, when you work with traditional media, I love oils. And so mm -hmm. imagine you, you spend three hours, four hours working on this beautiful painting that you love. And then at the end of it, you just take the brush 
you know, some painting and you go like that, like, and then that mm -hmm. moment of, you don't know if you're going to screw the whole thing or if you're going to be much more interested. That moment of not knowing is an amazing thing that we have lost with digital art. And so to right, me, yeah. it was like, how we go so back So you feel to, that there's too much control with digital? Too much control. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I didn't even want to have undoes. Uh, but you know the, the team rebuilt and, and I, had, I had no other option but um, but it's like how you go back to that moment in which what you do is what it is and you mm -hmm. feel comfortable enough to put it out there publicly for people for everyone to see that is the key because it's not about making your work of art it's about make it's about having fun when you're doing it without having any thoughts of what people is going to think about, or is it good, is it not good. None of that matters. What matters mm -hmm. is do as, as much as, as you want as, and, and enjoying the process. So yeah. that is, I think, that what makes the difference. And then because everybody goes through that process, everyone is so encouraging of everyone else's work because they know what it is to post, yeah, yeah. post something that, that you're not happy with and uh or that you're insecure about and then you post it and somebody says oh my god this is so beautiful or it's moving or you touch me or it's and funny. it and it really changes the way you the way you think about your own work yeah absolutely i feel i feel that too i feel that sometimes in digital art um that unpolished finishing um i don't want to say it's been lost but it's certainly more hidden um, so it's more difficult to 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 share those moments where you just create something that it could get wrong, but then it allows you that freedom and um, not being in control. Um, so exactly. it is, yeah. Yeah, I mean the um, the tool is super simple, so it doesn't have layers. It doesn't have a lot of like different features that you can that you can use so um you're basically not in control yeah <laughs> people complain like oh my god the opacity doesn't work in the ipad whatever but in the end that I, those kind of constraints uh, as bea has always said are supposed to be kind of liberating because then you know you you work with what you have and also it's like oh well the tool is shitty so whatever it came out it's okay because it's the, it's the tool's fault and so it's, it's just liberating but um, you were mentioning you were mentioning the crypto space and and uh, you know one of the things that I also love uh, it's always been so far a really great community but I love that we have this kind of dance between uh, I remember when we when we first told our artists that they needed to get a digital wallet and they didn't even know what that meant. And now I see some artists like Mox, we call him Mox, Mo Mojarra, which is here uh, today, or Cerste, or Ilan, or like, you know, like they're selling, I mean, they're, they're, they're completely into it, and they are in different marketplaces, and, and they're, they're, they just adopted this thing. And at the same time, we have other artists that are in other platforms like Ilan or like, uh, you know, uh, Marco Mlipti, who are also in data. So I always love to see this kind Ophelia. of, or Philia Fu, uh, this cross-pollination between, between uh, some people who come to us from the crypto world and some people who have gone to the crypto world from, from us. 
and that makes me happy. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, it's nice to be in this community, and I feel that everyone is so willing to share knowledge and skills and learn from one another. So I know that the live is gonna end soon because we nearly reached an hour. So I just wanted to ask you if you have any uh, message to share with with your audience about data and how would you feel the post-pandemic will look like and how data can contribute to make it better? Well, the, 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 quick, the quick answer to that is, it's, I think it's, it's more like, to me, it's more about the, yeah, the economy that we're trying to figure out, which is yeah. a, a, a much uh, a d deeper kind of subject. But uh, to me, it's about the sustainability of this, how you make this exponential so that it reaches more people, but also that it's actually sustainable. That is our thing. And, and I think we are in a very interesting time in which that can be applied and, and people can understand it easily. Um, something that, you know, three years ago sounded impossible or too idealistic, uh, now is, it's, it's very viable. By, that, by economy, that means the economy that we want to create for artists via crypto, meaning like, you know, token. Token, a token economy where like art is a currency and the more people draw, the more, you know, they participate, the more, you know, the more basic income they get. And it's a very, it's a very ambitious thing, but we're working on our white paper. And uh, that's kind of the silence that we have is, is very helpful for us to, as Bea said, concentrate on that because we feel that maybe the pandemic, uh, hopefully one silver lining will be that it will accelerate a completely for people to be open to a new ways of thinking uh, because it's, everything's going to change. So, so we're hoping that this idea of universal basic income, of a token economy, of you know, art as crypto, of digital art, uh, where a lot of people are artists and a lot of people are co uh, collectors. And about it, abundance. Because it's about abundance and not scarcity and not exclusivity. And you know, those, those models have to, have to end. People say, like, I remember hearing somebody said, the problem with the art world is that there are too many artists. And we happen to think the opposite. We happen to think that there's not many, to, you know, not many artists, in, not artists enough, that there should be far more artists and far more people who appreciate their art and hopefully will be able to do it. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. So nice. It's been great talking to you and thank you for your kind words and for your amazing message. I think that's... Uh, very important for, for every artist watching to, to feel that way, to feel that a new model is possible and new ways of making art sustainable uh, can be explored. And it's probably now a good time to start experimenting um, and trusting, you know, uh, fellow artists to do the same. And also it's a, it's a collaborative effort like even that system needs to be implemented by anyone that mm -hmm. in this and not just a group of people. And so that's also an important mi mi mindset uh, change that we have to mm -hmm. from now on. And everybody yeah. stay safe. And yes, you too, guys. Walking in and draw because you're going to have a <laughs> really good time. It's so great to All see right. everyone. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's been lovely chatting with you, Judy and Bear. You take care and <laughs> speak to you soon. Bye-bye.
बाय बाय